The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Good morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show is on the air for Sunday, January 24th. Busy um, half hour. Ask Annex is on the way. We'll check in with Brian Fiore, our branch director at Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Four steps for your 2020 RMD is what he's going to talk about. Details on a brand new webinar called Investigating Annuities. Know the difference. Quick reminder, we've got on Wednesday called Residence versus Domicile, Moving in Retirement. Details at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the events tab. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. We uh, had a nice time at Seed to Table the other day. A lot of people trying to figure out who's going to win the game this afternoon. Big football game between the Buccaneers and the Packers. So it'll be fun. Two great, great quarterbacks going at it. You know, Derek, uh, this market is flopping around like a fish out of water, up and then down and moving around. And it, it's, it's pretty interesting because there's a lot of inputs coming in right now. There is an absolute torrent of news flow. You know, we have a new president um, releasing his fiscal stimulus plan. We have, you know, talk about, you know, we, we had concerns last weekend about potential demonstrations over the election result, which fortunately didn't occur. And I think that was part of the reason the market had a pretty strong week. Uh, as you know, Dave, the S&P was up 2%, the NASDAQ 4 uh, small caps up almost 2%, and emerging markets continue to do very well, up 3%. So, again, risk assets doing really well. Fed, The Fed is re- still accommodative, and fiscal stimulus is coming. Yeah, so stimulus is coming, but also, also is perhaps a new variant of this virus. Both of those, again, are inputs as well as earnings season. So let's start from the bottom up and talk about earnings season that is just beginning. Yeah, well, earnings season is going really well. If, if you recall last quarter, we had the highest beat rates we'd had in 10 years. On uh, this time, you know, estimates were for a 12% decline in earnings on a year-over-year basis at the beginning of reporting period, and that's already down to only a 6% decline. So clearly, companies are beating estimates. They're, they're, they're executing tremendous earnings surprises, and the guidance has been pretty favorable when you consider, you know, where we were a year ago. When that's, so when you talk about comps, that's what they mean. They're, how do you compare it to last quarter and last year? Well, the comps are really good, but as you said, it's not always the numbers that you report. It's the guidance that you give going forward, and that's the reason why you're watching those earnings report come across every day. Yeah, the one the one thing that I always tracked, you know, when I was managing a mutual fund was earnings surprises. You know, how how much did the companies beat estimates, and how much have they done that in the past? So currently, this quarter, uh, the companies who report are reporting earnings 21 percent of head ex, head of expectations versus an 11 percent average over the last four quarters. So clearly, the analysts have done a, a very poor job of of fully calibrating what the recovering economy is doing for corporate profits. They they were probably recovering pollsters is what they probably (laughs) were. But, you know, you talk about sectors. When you talk about the S&P 500, Standard & Poor's largest 500 companies, there's really 11 sectors, and we 
we're seeing money slosh from one side to the other. The two sectors that we thought would do better under a Biden administration clearly are getting a lot of the flow, and I'm talking about energy and financials. Yeah, the energy sector, um, the energy is the strongest performing sector year to date. I mean, again, the S&P 500 up 14% since the election, so a lot of positive momentum built into that, but those stocks simply got too cheap, and the price, you know, and the price of oil essentially is up 16% since the election as well, and that's, I think, primarily due to the fact that more and more people each and every day are taking are getting a vaccine, which will hopefully restrict the spread of this virus going forward. And President Biden signed a lot of executive orders this week, and there's a, certainly an economic plan that is forthcoming. But this fiscal plan really means one thing, and that's more stimulus. And unfortunately, the market likes stimulus. So there's certainly a divergence between what's happening in the, in the real world and what's happening in the stock market. And it's and it's really been fueled, I think, mostly by the Fed. I mean, the Fed has been expanded its balance sheet from four and a half trillion dollars uh, when the pandemic began to over seven trillion. And there are any number of people who I know that actually trade based on the, the size of the Fed balance sheets. As long as it continues to expand, they keep risk on. The minute they start to see the Fed begin to taper or slow those asset purchases, then they start to reduce risk. And right now, last month, they bought $80 billion worth of securities, and now you have a fiscal stimulus package to boot. So it's a pretty and, bullish... And, 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 excuse me, but and Janet Yellen's coming in, and as you know, she's a labor economist, so that means that she wants to see the economic news. She's an employment economist, so that means she wants to see employment get back to full scale. So we're probably going to see that, Danny, as well. Good stuff. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. Southwest Florida, how can we help? I know we can. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee for investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. The first stop is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Time for Ask Annex. And as always, head to our website, ask your question, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. We are all ears. We get back to everybody. Some of them wind up on the radio. This one snuck in via text. What are the downsides to additional stimulus? No, that's a great question. because <laughs> well, it's torn from today's headlines. Yeah, right. Ripped right out. And of course, the 1.9 trillion with a T, and that's on top of everything else that we've seen. And so what is the problem? Well, I saw a poll that showed that 90% of Americans want more stimulus. But of course, more stimulus comes with a price tag, and that means more debt. And at some point, you have to pay for all the debt. That's right. Pay the piper. The interesting thing is right now, the United States is kind of in a really good position because with interest rates so low, Last year, net interest on the U.S. debt was only 1.6% of GDP. That compares to 3% in the 80s and 90s. So despite the fact that our national debt is soaring, the interest burden is a much smaller share of GDP than was the year before. But that could rapidly change if too much fiscal stimulus leads to inflationary pressures and cause interest rates to rise, which could then crowd out all these initiatives that we're talking about, clean energy, infrastructure, and the rest. And that comes from you have to service that debt. And 
remember, they are monetizing some of it by creating uh, dollars, if you will. But uh, that is something that is a downside, and people have to pay attention to. And both sides of the political aisle have whistled down the road, not thinking about the debt in this country, and it has doubled and tripled in recent memory. Next up is from James. What would you consider the downside risk in the S&P 500 this year? The way I think about it, and this was what we were doing in March when we were trying to figure out how low the stock market could go based on earnings forecasts. But let's just say right now our estimate for 2021 earnings is $170 a share, which is actually a pretty aggressive estimate relative to where we were in 2019, which was roughly the same place. If you put a 20 multiple on that, and I think that's reasonable given how low interest rates are, you could say the S&P could trade down to about 3,400, which would be down about 10% from where we are currently. I would view that as an entry point for those that have missed out or those who are looking to redeploy capital or perhaps take some money out of that CD that's earning you nothing to look at companies that pay dividends. Next up is from John. What changes to your asset allocation are you considering following the results of the Georgia runoff? Before you answer that, I got to tell you, we did a four-part series on what the U.S. election means for investors. Guys, people are still watching that thing. Right. Well, they, they have to because, you know, we were talking about the odds before then of the Georgia Senate race and how they were so significantly in the Republicans' favor. And obviously, we now know what has happened in elections have consequences. And what you're seeing right now, for example, on the stimulus, I mean, that's probably four times what he would have proposed with a Republican Senate. So there's no doubt that there will be some changes. And with that, you have to say, where is the money going? Because those are the companies that you want to buy. That's absolutely true. I think the way I think about that is, as you mentioned, Dave, more stimulus than we would have had otherwise, a hotter economy than we would have had otherwise, a real emphasis on getting the economy moving so that he can then pass the second stage of his fiscal stimulus, which is more towards infrastructure, which, of course, will continue to get the economy moving. So that favors value-oriented sectors like energy and financials. We meet as an investment committee every week. We're considering changes to the portfolio, but we also have to pay attention to valuations and where we are in the cycle. We only have about a minute left. And one of the questions that I did get is, you know, what is the U.S. dollar doing and how does it affect our portfolio? We have about 30 seconds. So how would you answer that question? I'd say it it behooves one to have international exposure because a weaker dollar is a benefit to owning international equities. It helps build a more balanced portfolio, more attractive valuations. And it certainly advantages multinational companies that sell overseas because their products are cheaper at the margin. What you don't want to see is a dollar collapse, a slow, gradual deterioration of the dollar relative to other currencies is the preferred path. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. A lot of changes to RMDs over the past couple of years. Secure Act had some changes. The CARES Act had some changes uh, in 2020. RMDs scheduled to resume this year, and we've got four important ways to plan for RMDs. Your strategy in 2021, Brian is going to go through them. And the first is to calculate your RMDs now. The custodians of your IRA accounts, one of the many things they have to do is calculate this for you. So you can you know, obviously do the math yourself if you want. You take the value of your IRA at the end of last year and you go look up the life expectancy factor based on your age and you do some math. However, that's part of their job. So on your statements or ask your, our clients can ask us and we'll give you what the total is. Should be out pretty much a week or two after the end of the year because it's all just math based on the close at the end of 2020. 
RMD planning for 2021, the next step is decide when to take that money. A lot of our listeners probably take out required minimum distributions because they have to, not because they want to. So be flexible on that. Um, you might be in a situation where you, you need it as part of your income, so you can take it out as any time during the year. Um, you can do a monthly automatic payments as income to yourself. You can include it in your calculation if you're paying estimated payments. You can withhold taxes to handle you know, estimated payments as you go along as well. Some of our clients uh, might be interested or doing the conversion to Roth IRA process. So you have to be a little bit flexible in that because if markets go down a lot, that's a good time to convert to a Roth IRA. And you also have to generally have your IRA RMD taken care of before you do that. So there's a there's a little bit of planning and thinking that goes along with it. Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples, talking about four ways to plan for RMDs this year. The next one is make a plan for taxes. It's not tax-free generally to take money out of an IRA um, unless you have put in a lot of after-tax contributions over the years or have only put in after-tax contributions. That's that's rare. If you do have a combination of those, you have to do a little bit of adjustment on what's taxable and what's not. But when you do take it out, you can automatically send at least 10% to the IRS. And again, you can use that for estimated payments. So you can do more than that if you like. So just plan plan that along with the tax plan that you're doing. When, when should you take it out? When do you need to take it out? And what about your estimated payments? Does it help you to add that in there? Final thing to think about is consider giving your RMD to charity. Yeah, I think most of our listeners have probably heard of a qualified charitable distribution. Uh, we like these things. That's a good idea. So if you are given a charity and you're over 70 and a half, you can give up to 100000 a year for your IRA. And the magic is it counts against your RMD. So whatever you give to charity takes the RMD uh, burden off of you. And especially if you don't need the money and you're going to give to charity anyway, why not reduce your IRA total for future RMD calculations and also cover your RMD at the same time? If you got questions about planning for your 2021 RMDs, we can help. Just one of the many things we help our clients with through our team of financial planners, wealth managers, advisors. We provide investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. It's an elite full-service wealth management experience. We're a fee-only fiduciary. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Danny. Good to speak with you. Thank you. Stick around. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. One of the most misunderstood financial vehicles is the annuity. Many of our clients have them in their portfolio, but they also can draw criticism. That's what we're going to talk about and tell you about a way to know the difference if you have an annuity. In the studio, two teammates who are hosting a special event coming up soon. First is Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Deanne. Well, hello, Danny. Eric Strom is here. He's Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Eric. Hello, Danny. Eric, annuities are part of many of our clients' portfolios, but they're mysterious. What's your elevator explanation of an annuity? Well, believe it or not, here in the U.S., annuities go back centuries. So imagine this. In the 1800s, 
people were actually going out and buying an annuity, meaning they would hand over a lump sum of money, and in return, they would get a guaranteed paycheck every month for the rest of their life. Now, fast forward to today. Annuities are still purchased sometimes for that guaranteed income, but also many people are purchasing annuities for investing with guarantees. Oftentimes, there'll be protection with how much money they can lose and, and other guarantees in there. These annuities are very complicated. Sometimes they're very expensive. But they can work. Who is it appropriate for? Yeah, they definitely can work. So here's an example. If you're retiring and you're a police officer and a teacher and you both have pensions and maybe social security too, you have a lot of guaranteed income. So buying more guaranteed income with an annuity is probably not appropriate for that person. That example is trying to say uh, you want to buy an annuity when there is an actual financial planning need for that. So take the opposite situation. Two people are retiring and no pensions at all. Maybe small social security is not enough to cover even their must have expenses. For them, maybe buying a guaranteed income is appropriate. So you have to look at your situation. The end, annuities can perform a useful role in a portfolio, as Eric describes, but they've got that reputation. Where does that come from? Right. So as you know, we do not sell products here at Annex Wealth Management, but yes, people might have them in their already existing portfolio when they come to Annex. So here's the problem. They're often sold without an advisor doing any kind of planning around them. And often we see them sold to people with a fear of loss sales pitch. So in other words, they're sold these annuities as a fail safe against a potential market loss or loss of income in the future. And so with a set payout, however, people don't understand the fees that they're paying for, for the opportunity to own that annuity. Sometimes they end up just being a rather expensive investment account. And Sometimes people don't, as a whole, understand the fees or understand what they have. And if there are any extra bells and whistles, they don't get what they might be paying for, whether they need those bells and whistles even, not to mention when they should call upon them and turn on the extra provisions in the annuity to make the product work best for them. Now, there can be places, again, for them in a financial plan, but most of the time they're just simply sold and then the salesperson walks away, leaving the customer on their own to understand what they have and if they have any steps they need to take themselves to make it work for them. Sometimes, too, they're pitched on just the upside or what people can get from them and no mentions made of what the person's actually giving up when they lock into this product. So all of this requires investigation, whether you own one or you're looking to buy one. You said salesperson. You said pitch. Uh These are commission products. They are. So there could be the motivation, at least on the selling side. Mm -hmm, For sure. Okay. Client education is a priority at Annex Wealth Management. And I'll tell you, we miss having rooms full of people learning about various topics. But we also found during COVID that webinars super convenient and they allow attendees from around the country because that's where our clients live all the way across the country. Deanne, there is a new webinar we want to roll out. We want to share all of the details. What can you tell us about it? It's called Investigating Annuities. Know the difference. And it's being held as a webinar on Thursday, January 28th at 5 p.m. You can sign up by heading to our website, AnnexWealth.com, under the Events tab. I don't want to ask you for the secret sauce, but any (laughs) highlights that you can share from it? It's just kind of a deep dive investigation? Well, I think it is. And what's really cool about this is Eric and I co-give this, and Eric is actually one of our primary team people here who looks at clients who come to us and their annuities. So they're going to be hearing from the expert. So question for both of you, who should attend Investigating Annuities Know the Difference, the webinar on Thursday the 28th? If you own an annuity and you feel like you maybe don't fully understand what you own, 
if maybe your aging parents or, or other person that you love owns an annuity and you think maybe you'll inherit it one day, or maybe they don't fully understand what they own. Or if you are thinking about buying an annuity, if you saw a pitch and it felt like there was something there that resonated with you, all of these people would benefit by getting a second opinion from a team that doesn't actually sell annuities, but yet reviews hundreds of them every year. So we have that expertise without that sales motivation. Eric, you did mention the Annex Wealth Management annuity analysis, and I know that's part of the portfolio analysis. Any idea how many you guys have have seen over the last couple of years? It's gotten to the point where it's beyond one person's full-time job, believe it or not. So we are reviewing, with annuities alone, it's between two and 300 annuities every single year uh, that we do a full deep dive analysis. That's oftentimes meeting with people, um, explaining exactly strategies that would be appropriate for them. So really hundreds every year. And this one focuses on annuities, but actually we're going to have an investigating series on several different products because that's what Annex does. We don't sell. We analyze and look at everything and how it fits into your financial plan. Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner and CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your brain. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome, Danny. You too, Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. We're going to see you on Thursday the 28th. We're investigating annuities. Know the difference. Thanks for having me, Danny. Quick break. We're going to be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button if you missed our, or you didn't, you came in a little bit late on our announcement about the brand new webinar, which happens on Thursday. That is called Investigating Annuities. Know the difference. It's a Thursday at 5 o'clock. Details at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Events tab. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is here. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. When we started the show off, we were talking about the earnings season beginning. Well, the other information that is really important is the GDP report. That really tells the health of the economy. And the GDP number has begun to decline. It's something to pay attention to. Yeah, I think right now the forecast for roughly 4 to 5% uh, annualized growth in Q4. And a lot depends really on the trajectory of the virus and how that affects uh, different states and their response to it. Um, clearly, the president is urging states to be more circumspect about the rules, uh, you know, tighten restrictions on bars and restaurants and the rest. But he doesn't really have the power to cause states to make changes. Right. And so they are certainly watching that because this vaccine is something that continues to be called a dark winter. In the meantime, we have this GDP report. We have bars and restaurants that are closing. And there's certainly economic challenges with COVID, which leads us then to the stimulus. And the fact, how does that get passed? $1.9 trillion is enormous. And that can't all be done through the budget. No. Well, there are a n- number of ways they can do it. They can either, either do it through budget reconciliation, in which case they only need a majority vote with assuming the vice president being the tie-breaking vote if it's split 50-50, or they can do it regular order, but that requires 60 votes. So that $1.9 trillion package is probably going to be whittled down, or the president will have to use budget reconciliation, which you can only do once a year, which would then make his second stimulus bill, the one about infrastructure and the rest, much more difficult to pass. And don't forget, who is the head of the budget committee is the guy with the mittens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> they they really hey, did. He won the internet, by the <laughs> no, way. No, no question. He broke it almost. Yep, yep, he did. Bernie Sanders, yeah. I know. I, I saw that picture. In fact, I saw someone who took took that picture and put him into various sporting events, sitting in the crowds and all the rest. So he was all, he was everywhere a couple of days ago on the internet. There's got to be 70 different versions of it. But anyway, in his real job doing that, there is a concern, Dave? Yeah, there's a concern because of the budget committee and how that gets done and really how that happens. And then you have, of course, Janet Yellen, who most consider is a moderate pick as the head of the Treasury. So a lot of inputs as we started the show, a lot of information coming in. And I'm talking about vaccine. We're talking about earnings. We're talking about GDP reports. And all of this means you have to know what's in your portfolio. Are you in the right sectors? Are you in the right names? And if you're going to make a change, what are the tax ramifications? Well, that's what we do on a daily basis. You may have heard that somewhere else, but there's a way to get that done, Danny. And we do this for every person that walks through. We give them a score and go with position by position. We sure do. It's almost a wealth metric. I mean, we can we can call it that. Um, and it's important. And we've talked with a lot of times with our financial planning team on just what they comb through, what sometimes jumps to the surface that may or may not be jiving. And that's right. The team is what's so important. This is not a one or two or three man shop. We have estate planning lawyers. We have tax planning lawyers. We have CPAs. We have certified financial planners. We even have a PhD or two running around. So that is the team that every person who walks to the door and deals with our South West Florida gets. Absolutely. Uh, you can start, head to AnnexWealth.com, click that Get Started button. That starts the process. When we say know the difference, we really mean it. One team, one plan, one fee. One team means investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning. You don't go elsewhere. We take care of that. One plan, a complete plan that includes every aspect of our Annex Wealth Management team. One fee, that's important. We are a fee-only fiduciary. Also a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times. Top 300, a top 100 wealth manager. We're on the list for the riachannel.com. And again, a fee only fiduciary. How can we help? AnnexWealth.com. See you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.